Hello, everybody. Um, welcome to the live stream. Uh, I'm here, Mike Catron. I'm here with Adam King from Hoop Ball, all the way in tomorrow in Australia. What's up, Adam? <laughs> Not much, mate. It's it's good to be here. I'm just messaging one of the guys. We we just jumped in and had a look at the. The chat, the uh, draft room. There. There's a couple not there, and one of them is one of my mates. So uh -oh. I just messaged him. Listen, it's early. It's uh, early in Australia. I understand. Um, yeah. Not, what time is it there? No, it's Nine? not too early. No, ten o'clock. It's ten. Oh, that's not early. No, it's early no. for me. So he. Me. Yeah. No. Look, at ten. Ten is actually pretty, pretty nice because most of the time I'm up doing these things at around seven in the morning. So. It's a lot easier to do it at 10. I know. Yeah, we just actually just got done doing the uh, Hoop Ball Invitational. Um, one more round of that. <clears throat> That's going to be pretty exciting, I think. I don't know if we've... We've, d we've done a lot of mock drafts in the in the past with uh, different various people from around the, um, I guess, fantasy basketball world. I don't know if we've ever played one out. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've been in a couple of industry-type leagues, but um, we, we got a, a few good names in this one. So, uh, yeah, we're done with our drafting, so now we just got to wait for the others to finish off with their last pick, and then I'll probably write something up for the for our draft guide and get some stuff on Twitter and um, let people know who went where. But as we've seen... This morning, all these all these players that are choosing not to be vaccinated, um, we probably need to start factoring it in a little bit into our to our drafting. I think. Yeah, so I, I think we're gonna just briefly pause, waiting for everybody to show up. I'll let everybody know that. Um, so let's talk about that. Uh, how, how are you? Re I mean, you're gonna have to recalculate. I think we're all gonna have to recalculate what we think. Um, what we're what we're planning on doing with these unvaccinated NBA stars, we don't really have like an official word on how the NBA is going to like blanket treat everybody, but we already know that LA, New York, I would wager a few other um, states uh, are going to uh, prevent those players from playing. Yeah, look, it it sounds like that, but. Um... Yeah, I'm not. I was talking to one of my mates this morning about it actually, and because, I mean, at the moment we're it's certain parts of it are just hearsay. So we're we're seeing tweets about players that that aren't vaccinated, but not many of them have actually officially come out and said, "I'm not going to get vaccinated." I think Wiggins has been one, and, and Jonathan Isaac. Um, but is it uh, is the league just going to come in and say, "Well, players have to be vaccinated"? to play is it going to get to that i don't know um i know over here that's what a lot of workplaces are doing and i know the nba uh -oh. is very different to I always, other workplaces but... i always end up doing that um let's just spin the draft real quick it is my pick we'll roll it back unless everybody wanted well uh kb swish is in here so if max rebo shows up he got Jokic. i don't think he's gonna be complaining about that too too much um no, not in a points league no no not at all. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think the NBA is going to do something because this is it's media day. It's the only thing people are talking about on media day is the vaccination thing. Um, I think the NBA has been obviously the the America and most of basically the world shut down 
like the day Gobert got sick, right? Like that's when at least people in the state started taking it seriously. I'm sure uh, in countries that were closer to the epicenter, they were taking it seriously way earlier than us and still take it more seriously way more than us currently. But the uh, which is not which is not saying much whatsoever. Um, but I think the NBA is going to come down hard on it. I, I don't think they're messing around. They weren't messing around in the beginning. Um, and I don't, I don't think they're going to be screwing around here. And I, I fully expect those guys to be um, completely hindered um, until they mm. either decide to get vaccinated. Um, I don't know. There's I think this is going to be a union NBA thing. And I, I don't know where that goes. Yeah, no, it's it's tricky. I mean, it's unprecedented something like this, so yeah. we, we we just don't know. But it it does make drafting really hard because if they come down with a some sort of a blanket rule and just say, well, if you're not vaccinated, you don't play, you would think most of the players would choose the hundred million dollars over not getting vaccinated. But who's to know? I mean, there might be players that say, well, I'm I'm digging my heels in and I'm not going to play then. So. Um, I guess until we get an official ruling from the league, um, it, it, you you just you go with what you read and, and draft accordingly. But it is going to be really tricky. Yeah, I in the meantime, I think what I'm probably going to be doing is bumping down any of those uh, identified players, probably down around if they're in like the top forty, top fifty, and then I you know like someone like Jonathan Isaac who's, um, you know, pretty fundamental. I mean, his reasons are fundamentally, like, religious, uh, which, whatever, cool. Um, that one worries me quite a bit. Uh, I don't know if I'm willing to take the risk on him. Uh, I was already He was already going, like, the eighth, ninth round due to, like, injuries and stuff like that. I think he could be an incredible player when he plays. But that one, I think anyone under top 50, I might just not draft. Yeah, it's really just those those top those sort of elite guys that that are going to be impacted like Bradley Beal and, and Kyrie Irving are probably the two that that sort of spring to mind um Kyrie was falling anyway a little bit mm-hmm. so um but but Beal I suppose is the one because people were pretty high on him as a sort of a fringe first rounder this season um but yeah if if, if it comes out that he he chooses to to sort of stand his ground and he's only going to play in half the games or whatever it might be, then there's no way you can draft him in the first round. No. You can't You can't give up, a, even if it's a half a season, like maybe they play in, like, I don't know, like Texas or Florida or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even then, that's a lot of games to give up, especially with one of your top guys. Um, and I think what I'm going to do here with the third pick is I'm going to go with James Harden then. James Harden might be a little bit more valuable without uh, Kyrie playing home games. Uh, that's half the damn season. So um, I'm going to go with Harden here at, at uh, pick number three. I think we have everybody but one guy in here, so he'll be auto-drafting. Uh, but I want to welcome Cyber Chaos, Carlos, and Kano. Welcome to the chat. Um, shout out to you guys. We're here with Adam King from HoopBall. Go to hoop-ball.com. Oh, I'm going to turn my horn off. Oh, yeah. I did not, and I apologize to everyone's uh, ears. So you want you okay, want to do the so point league? Uh, you're up. Oh, you're up here. I'll let you pick. But uh, this yeah, was your I'm idea. Up. The points um, league here. I'm not a big points guy. I'm not a big fan. No, look, I don't do a lot of them, and that's why I just thought it might be nice to do one and um, 
as something a bit different mm-hmm. um, because a lot of I mean a lot of a lot of people are doing best ball drafts at the moment so I think it's factors in there um, I've probably got a few options here I'm probably looking at uh, at curry or or Zion I think curry mm-hmm. is the safer option um, yeah look I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Steph there um, I just with the there was news today as well about Zion that that he had surgery on a broken foot, which is something we I don't think we were aware of. No, and um, I don't like and, the sound of that. That's a big dude. No. Yeah, no, I mean, they're saying he's going to be fine, but as we've seen sure. in the past with players with, with broken bones in their feet, they can be really tricky. So, um, and he's not, it's not like he's, he's a lightweight. He's not, he's carrying around a lot of size and, and needs that speed and mobility. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it'll just be something to monitor, I think. Yeah, I'm not... Until I see him take the court, which might not be until the beginning of the season, and hopefully it's the beginning of the season, um, I think we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, see what kind of shape he's in would probably be the best um, bet to like watch the preseason game, see if he's in shape, if he's not, even if he's not playing... Then you could tell how much activity he's been putting on that. You could maybe just take a guess anyway. And uh, for a dude who literally is like one of the most athletic, powerful dudes on the court, that that injury scares me. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, I'm, I mean, generally outside of points leagues, I'm not getting him anywhere anyway because he's going a bit higher than where I want to take him. So yeah, probably not going to impact me in my leagues, but. Um, for those that are, are sort of grabbing him in the second round, um, yeah, it's something to, to be aware of, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, we are doing the NBA standard points. So it is like steals and blocks are three points, um, which I think is fine. Uh, I, I don't think anyone's ever – I don't think anyone's figured out like the right – calculation to make these these points leagues kind of a better representation of the nba itself um but i do respect that they're trying and this is not a bad yeah no it's it's tricky with points leagues to actually know um yeah what what the best scoring format is um i i don't know if there is a right or a wrong but most people just go with this standard. Um, the the, ver- the main variation I've seen is is steals and blocks worth two instead of three. Um, other than that, it generally stays the same. So, but but I mean that has a bit of an impact. So make sure if you are in a best ball league or a points league, um, just check your your scoring format because um, yeah, it impacts the value of of those players like like a Draymond Green or whilst. Mm-hmm. Guys who rely on those blocks and steals to to bolster their their value a bit. Yeah, rule number one: uh, check your settings. Um, that's always the the main advice. Number one: check your settings, and the most important stat is minutes per game. Um, we got a question in the chat: uh, Josh Giddy versus Tyrese Maxey in a standard nine cat league. Ooh, I don't know. Hmm. Kind of um... a toss up to me. Yeah, a little bit. I, I guess Giddy is probably the the safer of the two, slightly only until we know what what's happening with Ben Simmons. Yeah. Um, but uh, Max, I mean, I've seen Maxi going ahead of him in a lot of drafts, so um, I, I think 
but but then there's there's all that talk about um, Axi. I think he isn't he got the same agent or whatever as Ben Simmons, and so is he going to be part of a trade and, and that sort of thing? So it's yeah. it's a bit murky at the moment. I don't I don't think we're going to get a trade for a while there. I I don't think the market would have arrived by now if there was a. Tra- it's not like they haven't been looking to ship Ben Simmons uh, all off season long. Yeah. Uh, I, I think. Maury is not going to just have Ben Simmons disappear. There is value in Ben Simmons as a, as an NBA player. It's just that an it's at an all time low, so they have absolutely no leverage. And there's I think there is absolutely no harm if you're a GM waiting for you know the tables to shift within the season. Maybe there's an injury on a, on, a, on a title team. Maybe there's a rebuilding team that looks like their new guys are so bad that they just need to go make. Ben Simmons happen. Um, I, I think yeah. waiting is the only choice at this point. Yeah, yeah. We've he. Uh, I think the probably the the two front runners at the moment are probably Denver and Minnesota. Is that sort of what you're hearing? Yeah, I, I think the Kings are in the changes, mix because the Kings are weird and yeah. who knows what they'll do. But <laughs> they are. Weird. <laughs> you know, yeah. they could do anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I would. If I was a Kings fan, I'd be really hoping that they don't. They don't um, move Halliburton as part of that trade, but as you oh, said, yeah. they they're known for some questionable decision making. So it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Definitely, I, I you would think that would literally be the reason they would make a move is to make room for Halliburton. Uh, but like I said, the Kings, who knows what those guys? Um, you ended up with Donis Sabonis in round two here. I, he's a great like across the board, like what six seven assists are easily within his grasp per game this year. I really... Like, bigs are really hard to come back by after that, like, run on them in the fourth round. So I like, like, getting these bigs early in the draft. And that's what I'm going to go with uh, Bam here as well. Yep. Yeah, they are. And that's why I I took Sabonis there. He probably was looking at maybe one or two other players, but I think it's good to to lock up that center spot. Pretty early, so that you're not reaching later in the draft to to fill your roster. Um, I don't think there have been any huge surprises. Just scrolling back through the the draft. No, not at so all. Far. I would actually. I did see one that was like maybe a question mark. De'Aaron Fox at the end oh, of the yep. first, yeah, so beginning of the at, second round. Yeah, he went at thirteen. So. Oh, I mean, look, he, he's a lot better in points leagues than yes. in category leagues. Um, yeah, thirteen's maybe a bit high, but um, it wouldn't. Yeah, I, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I would have liked him better in the third round here instead of immediately yeah. in the second. But he's not coming back to you. But Fred Van Fee was in. No, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and so he was. And and look, I mean, with, LeBron, with his first pick there, he took he took Embiid. So yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, sort of balancing going for a guard there uh, is okay. So there, Kyrie's gone at 26. Okay. Uh, which is... I think yeah, that might have been... Fine. Yeah, might have been the auto-pick, though, so I don't know if that's a really good... Uh, um, Is Matt Rebo in here? Maybe kind of looks like he is. Uh, maybe, I don't know if they set the, uh, the draft here. Um, Anthony Davis is another big, in my opinion. He had a pretty... Not good year, whatsoever, um, and I I don't know how much I love picking him even in the second round. 
Yeah, I'm not. I think that's where, obviously, I mean, he's a first-round talent. Um, but, and I think that's where you, you wouldn't, he, again, he wouldn't get back to you. He's not going to fall. No. He's not going to fall much further than that. But, um, yeah, look, there's a risk of, of missing some games there. But I, I would think that um, last year was, was sort of his flaw in terms of performance. So, and what was he? He was, a, he was about a back end of the second round last year or something per game. So I think if you can get him yeah, anywhere inside the top 20, there's heaps of room for value there. So you've gone with Gobert to get your center. Yeah, if, like I said, I don't want to wait around for... Well, then again, in a points league, it's a little it's a little bit different. Um, I kind of I do want the big rebound block guys just to, to, to bank those points. Um, that's why Clint Capella is probably a little bit more uh, valuable here. Um, I might be going a lot of bigs in this in this points league, just because I think you can find some decent guards and forwards later. But the like Jonas Valanciunas, really nice nine cap player, points league, he's okay. Yeah, he's okay. I think I, yeah, you bump him down maybe around in in points leagues, but um, still pretty still good. pretty solid. Yeah. Um, so we've got. Oh, it's me. I haven't got my horn on, so I need to keep an eye oh, on Oh, yeah. I should room. probably... <laughs> I'm not setting my cue, and I almost uh, auto-picked Westbrook here So, in my last pick. so Yeah. We should probably pick I'm thinking of Westbrook. I mean, yeah, per game, Westbrook is the best. Bad right now, yeah. Mm, yeah, I think he's the, he's the best option per game, I would say. Um, it's just how much they rest him and, and that sort of thing, but... Uh, hmm. uh, Christian Wood's gone. He was another guy I sort of had my eye on here. Yeah, he's a nice points league guy. Almost a block, Mm. almost an assist. We're getting a few questions here. Sorry, I was not paying attention to the questions. What's up, chat? What's up, Agent L? Agent Lowell's out here. Um, Shout out to those guys. Shout out to the chat asking questions. Uh, Scotty Barnes now, or Johnny Isaac? I might still Johnny um, Isaac. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I think so, Isaac. Yeah. I just said I wouldn't take him at all. Now I'm saying I will. <laughs> oh, I mean, we haven't even seen Scotty Barnes yet, so. Yeah. Uh, who knows? We know what Isaac can do. Yeah, Isaac can be if he does play top 40 fancy player absurd especially maybe in a points league like blocks steals mm. um yeah so i went with westbrook for my pick um he's going to miss a few games and he's not going to be as good as he, he was in washington but he's still gonna he's still going to be sort of a 20 20 ish points and then what eight and eight Rebounds, assists, something like that. One and a half steals. So, um, I can get seventy games out of him. Then, and I'm pretty happy with that. We do have 30. a question. Uh, we do have a question directly for you. Duels asks, "Who is the best league manager in the world, and why is it him?" <laughs> who is the best fantasy manager? Uh, well, I, well, I because I can't see the chat, so I'm I'm relying on you here to tell me the questions. Um, I can't. Why is he the best fantasy manager in the world? I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. 
Uh, Jokic is going to be managed and rested. Um, are, do we have concerns? I do not. I have no concerns. No, not really. Um, maybe, I mean, maybe right at the back end of the season, he might miss a couple of games or something. But during the season, they're gonna they're gonna need him out there without Jamal Murray. Um, He's gonna have to carry the team. So, I mean, yeah. we could yeah, be talking another MVP. We could be talking. Um, I was actually looking at the odds for lead leader, lead lead leaders. There it is in points. Uh, and he was like plus ten thousand or something like that. I was like, mm. it seems a little off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he'll be he'll be up there. I think what Curry would be the favorite this season. Curry and Beal, Beal? again would yeah. be the top two, I would think. Might want um, to get on that now since if Beal's not going to play. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. So it would be Curry. Um, and then yeah, I, I don't know because I know like Harden, for instance. I mean, if Kyrie doesn't play, I guess his points might go up a bit, but. He he could very well only be twenty five points per game. Um, no, I think I think um, Tatum might be up close to thirty, twenty eight, twenty nine. Um, just scrolling back through and having a look at the Giannis. What did Giannis get last season? Twenty seven or something? Twenty eight? Yeah, I think twenty eight. Yeah, Doncic Doncic could be could be up around thirty. Yeah, I don't. There's a world where Jokic is. This, I, it's obviously I, I would say he's not the. It's, it's certainly not the favorite. I feel like there's a world where he does lead the league in um, points, and it's not plus ten thousand. Like you know, what I mean, it's not like a hundred to one. It just seems like no. those, those are pretty good odds. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I mean, well, if Ben Simmons comes, maybe he scores more. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Oh, like, oh, it was duels. That'd be a fun pick. Okay. And so, roll. Du- I just saw your, I just saw your message there. So, why is duels the best? I figured you knew duels. He's not. <laughs> I, I know duels. So he, yeah, he I is not the best you fantasy manager in the world. Yeah, I figured if you ask that question, he might not be. <laughs> A league manager, so yeah, so I'm in a league with 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 duels and a bunch of his mates, and um, we just went through. So we uh, the draft isn't for a week or something, um, but we had a uh, sort of a weird um, auction lottery period, which went for a week or so, and it was it was something I haven't done. Hang on, I'll just make my yeah. pick quickly. You are and it was actually quite interesting the way it worked. Um, I'm just going to have a look. So I don't have a forward yet. I better um, better grab a forward. I want to. They're going to be a few far between. Uh, Jalen off the brown. Uh, Jalen Brown went off the board. Middleton's out. I like those picks. Yeah, Porter. I would have liked Porter there. Yeah, Michael Porter. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go Brandon Ingram. I think he's he's got a fairly fairly high. F- Floor, and I mean, if this Zion thing turns into something that that is um, does mean some missed games or anything like that, then, then Ingram gets a huge bump there. So, um, so yeah, the, this league with the, that I'm in with duels, the way every team was given a hundred dollars, 
then he broke down the uh, there were nine so not nine rounds of the draft that's all and you could buy lottery balls in each round and they were all valued accordingly on a scale so i think it was to get a a lottery ball in the first round was $25 uh, in the second round was 15 third round was 12 and it, it scaled down to mm. to $1 i think for the last round so you just had to decide do i want to blow all my money in the first round and get four lottery balls and then hope that I get three first round draft picks um, but then chances are you don't pick again till around pick around okay. sort of round like seven or, or six five, yeah. Um, yeah so because obviously everyone runs out of money by about round five and then it just goes into whoever's got picks left to be made they just get dropped in there so Everyone had different strategies, and and some people went with the um, just put all their money in in that first round. And I think one guy got four first round picks. Um, how how so, deep is this league though? Because if that's the case, if it's a kind of a shallower league, that's kind of that that strategy makes sense. Uh, I think it's fourteen. Okay, team. It's fourteen or sixteen, so it's quite yeah. deep. Mm, yeah, still, um, that might not be that bad. Yeah. No, so he, so yeah, he got four, and then a few others. Like I know, Duels, for instance, his strategy. I think he didn't, he didn't buy a lottery ball till around the, about the fourth round, maybe. So he's all his picks are in the fourth and fifth round, um, or maybe even third and fourth. I can't remember. Um, whereas I sort of went balanced, so I've pretty much got a pick in every round, and then I've got two hmm. picks in the fifth round or the fourth round. Um, so it, it was interesting to see how it ended and how how people's strategies, um, different strategies, whether they worked or not. But I guess we'll see the end of the season and see who wins. I like that. That's, uh, I have not, I guess, not heard of that type of get up for a league before. That sounds interesting. Uh, we have yeah, a it was, very it was just league. something different. Yeah, we have a very weird keeper league where we. Um, uh, Every year, so it's unlimited keepers, but there is a auction penalty for depending on your price range. But then at the beginning, uh, before each draft, there is a restricted free agency period where the, the league chooses each team's best keeper and then has a blind bid to take that uh, to, to, to bid on that keeper to come into your team. But that owner has the right to match it. And so that's oh. what, yeah. So you get the, okay. this is a whole like, because it's like if you have a great keeper for ten years and you keep winning the league, it's not it's not that fun for everybody. So it's kind of like yeah, this yeah. way of like it's a keeper league, but then it's also like keepers are a little bit more valuable because you want to protect your other keepers, and then it keeps bringing like the really good guys back into the pot. So. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I haven't yeah I haven't heard that one either. Yeah, it's uh, a concoction of a bunch of guys who have a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> it's the fantasy motto, isn't it? I think we all yeah. have too much time. Yeah, there. that could be, that could be it. Um, this, I think, this is where the like a point strap takes like a real interesting turn, right? Because it's like mm. a lot of these guys, like Brandon Ingram, yeah, makes sense. Pascal Siakam, Tobias Harris, Chris Paul, um, all these guys are really uh, Dejounte. I really wanted Dejounte Murray there, um, but then it's kind of like, all right, at this point, like guys like D'Angelo Russell, Derek White, they're like much more valuable than uh you know players that are usually drafted in the fourth or fifth rounds 
Yeah. Or fifth, fifth or sixth rounds, anyway. Lonzo's yeah. a good pick. Yeah, look, uh, yeah, Lonzo's good there. Um, again, with that, it, with this form, scoring format here, with three points for blocks and assists, um, uh, blocks and steals, sorry, that that's great for Lonzo because we'll get you two, almost two steals and, and probably close to a block as well, so... Um, yeah, and I think in order for Chicago to win, they're going to have to like lead the league in in offense, or at least try to lead the league in in points scored, because um, they're not they're not going to stop too many people defensively. But it's going to be an exciting team to watch. Yeah, yeah. Now outside of Lonzo, um, they're they're very uh, very offensive focused team. So um, yeah, I'm interested to see. Uh, is the Bulls' backup centre um, Tony Bradley, right? Yeah, uh, sure, <laughs> maybe. Maybe um, I can't remember. There's that uh, other guy who they pulled in. Uh, Tony what Bradley is yes, the Bulls. Yeah, um, he's yeah he's on the team, but uh, I think they have this like weird idea that this guy who was in summer league. Let's see where he is. Uh, Marco Simonov, Simonovich, Simonovich, yes. I feel like they have this weird idea that he's going to be able to play some minutes as like a stretch five. He didn't look terrible in Summer League. He also, it was Summer League and he didn't look great. So that's usually not a great sign. Yeah. Look, it's hard with Summer League. I mean, these players that stand out and look really good, but then you don't see them for the the season so it's um yeah don't don't read too much into summer league but uh but yeah no look i think is it there's an opening there for someone to step into a backup role behind vooch so yeah and um, like kobe white's gonna be out and now patrick williams mm-hmm. could be out what four to six uh, yeah kobe, I think kobe white's four to six yeah still on a scooter he's still on a boot um, so he's yeah right player. okay so he's so yeah. you can't expect probably Caruso and like Derek Jones Jr. to start out the year I would imagine um, playing some decent minutes yeah and that team's not yeah Caruso Caruso might be a nice late round guy yeah he's I mean I I think he's gonna play twenty at the beginning of the season like twenty eight minutes a game he's gonna have to. Uh, but it might be good, also good, just like good news for the starters, because then feel comfortable that the starters in Chicago to get a lot of minutes because they probably have to. Yeah, well, they have to, and I mean they they need to build chemistry as well because it's a very new look starting five. So uh, they need they just need time on the floor together to build their combinations and figure out each other's games. I mean it's going to be. Um, Marta Rosen is going to need to change his focus a little bit, I'd say. Um, yeah. Spurs, where he was sort of option A. I mean, you could you could make a case for him being the third option um, on the Bulls. So, I think yeah, he's going to need time to adjust. He might be maybe like the third scoring option, but what I really like is that if they need a bucket, it's not going to be 24 two seconds of Zach Levine dribbling and taking a 30-foot yeah. shot. It's going to be yeah. DeMar DeRozan on the block, or even you could have him bring the ball up the court. And um, I think Tyler was saying this on the podcast, like, get 
you know, Zach and Lonzo in the corners run a pick and roll with DeMar DeRozan. Like that that's a yeah. fun that's a fun set. Yeah, yeah, they've got they've got some nice uh, nice options there now. Um I'm back on oh, the board. Yeah, you oh, are I up. hate everyone here. Um, <laughs> everyone. <sighs> I like Haywood, but I just I don't know like he's going to miss 15 games again. Oh, almost certainly. Yeah, I would expect him to. Um, but though no um, one's going to play. I mean, the, I feel like the new, like if, if you want to say like a full season games played to me now is probably like 70. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, 70, 72, 73. I don't, there's going to be many who play, um, play the full 82. So I went with Haywood. He's gonna be really good. I think he's yeah, he's pretty solid there. I think um, I'm re- I'm actually really keen to watch the Hornets this year. I like I like what they've done. Um, see the the Eastern Conference just in general. I think he's gonna be a lot of fun. West doesn't interest me at all, really. It's yeah, it's a lot better. I wouldn't say it's better than the top of the West, uh, but I do like the fact that some of the um, talent and i guess i'm up huh uh some of the talent has uh seeped over from the west to the east Mm. Um, i just i think that will make just for a more competitive conference the west is i mean i don't know what's gonna happen with the lakers like i don't know if that westbrook experiment's gonna work they'll be good sure they'll win games they'll make the playoffs um but i i don't know i feel like utah and uh, Phoenix are coming back fully healthy. They're, I think the West is wide open. Yeah, I think the the West is yeah a f- few more uh, sort of un- uncertainty. I mean, you've got your your teams, your usual suspects, I guess: Denver, Utah, um, Clippers, Lakers up the top. Uh, the Suns, of course, are going to be there, but. Um, just in the east, I think you can sort of go almost not all the way, but you could go down to about the twelfth team and and sort of make a case for them making the playoffs. Um, I think that race for the sort of sixth through to tenth, those those four spots there, I think the I think it's going to be pretty wide open. Um, and a lot of teams, I mean, even I even like what Detroit have done. I mean, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, no. but. Um, I like what they've done. They're more watchable uh, than they were last year. Yeah, absolutely. Also not saying uh, and, and a teams Well no, it's not. They were pretty bad. Um but I think the even your your top teams like the Bucks, um the Nets, that sort of thing, like are they gonna are they just gonna do sort of adopt that strategy where they rest guys and, and just sort of roll into the playoffs based on talent alone and then sort of go hard from there so that if that's going to be the case then then there's going to be games that they lose that they probably would otherwise win which is going to mean teams like the Hornets and um and the Pistons and uh probably not Orlando I wouldn't see them yeah. but I like Boston this year um just th- those sort Boston of fringe teams yeah I think they they could actually pick up some victories that you wouldn't wouldn't think that they would get so um, yeah, it's going to be 
interesting. I'm pumped. I'm excited for the for the season to start. A regular sized season or a, uh, a semi regular way into the season. I don't know about that, but uh, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be weird in a in a lot of ways. Like I don't know what to make of uh, Orlando's rotation uh, or OK City. So like when near the end of my drafts, when uh, any draft really, I'm just taking guys who are gonna get minutes. Um, and o- OKC, Orlando, um, they have plenty of those guys where you're like, ah, maybe he'll be good. I don't know. A bloody duels. He took my guy. He's waiting on That's you. Why I can't find him on the draft board. Yeah, he took uh, Isaiah Stewart. I was looking at there. So I feel like people either love or hate um, Isaiah Stewart. He's either going yeah. like forty, like thirty eighth overall, or like seventy eighth overall. It's not nowhere in between. Oh, uh, do I take? Oh, I hate this pick, but I didn't make sure he hasn't been picked as well. I know there he is. Got thirty-five seconds to accept that I'm going to draft this player, and then <laughs> you know, take the take, feels, take your time. Regret <laughs> it afterwards. Um, that is I'm just having a look if there's anyone else. That is the point of the seventh round: is to definitely regret it. No matter yeah. What uh, Twelve seconds. <sighs> yeah, in a points league here, I I almost want to go for like that's why I went with Kimba Walker. Um, you went with R.J. Barrett. He's gonna score. Yeah, I don't like no. R.J. Barrett at all either. But I understand why you were, why you felt that uh, way. But it's a yeah, points league. It's, it's a very, it's completely different. You're good. He's gonna be good. He's gonna be very good. Yeah. Look, I mean, we know he's gonna play. He's gonna, yes. As long as he's seventy um, percent healthy, he's gonna be on the court because Tibbs is gonna run him out there. So run until his yeah, points legs league fall off. It's a very different vibe here at the end because it is simply about guys who are playing a lot. Scoring does a lot for you uh, over all the other stats. Um, once you get down here, like Terrence Ross is going to be more uh, valuable in the, in the later rounds than you know he might not even get drafted in like some regular leagues, which I think is a little silly, especially now with Isaac maybe not playing. Um, but one of the things I don't like about points leagues is that i feel like a lot of people when it comes to the regular season which is where you actually you know like that's where you actually win the league they just kind of go oh this guy gets this many points per game and this guy gets this many points per game i will not trade you trade me someone who gets more points per game like that's literally the calculation that goes on and I, yeah, I don't know, it, it doesn't feel like you're playing a game within a game, which is kind of like why I like Roto, where it's like, I have a ton of steals, I don't need that many steals, I can give these steals away for a guy who gets going to give me rebounds, and maybe I can give it to a guy who's like last in steals, so he like starts taking points away from somebody else. I just feel like there's more uh, variety in the decisions you're making within head-to-head leagues and Roto leagues versus these points leagues. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm I'm only in points leagues for for best ball, and that's just because that's the the format and the way it works. Um, but for regular season sort of leagues where you where you're needing to make moves and that sort of thing, um, I'm all about head to head and and roto. Although actually, I'm not even in a roto league yet this this season, so I really? I probably will get in one. 
um, I prefer head-to-head because of the, I guess each week you're up against someone else and it it's, opens the door for um, sort of a bit of banter and, and, and that sort of thing between managers. So, um, yeah, for, as you said, for both of them, I think Points League is a, is a nice entry-level um, option though for, for people that are new to fantasy basketball. Yeah. Coming in and just playing a points league is is easy. It doesn't require a ton of research. It gets you familiar with the players and what they do um, in terms of fantasy. And, and while it's not a direct correlation then over to head-to-head and roto, it, it gets your mind, I think, in, in that uh, fantasy mindset as opposed to just being a person who watches basketball and... Um, see those people that come in that haven't played fantasy before and they come into a category league and, and they're going, oh, I'm drafting LeBron James. He's the best player. Oh, yeah. Happens every um, year. But those of us, yeah, those of us that are in fantasy know that that's not the case. He's not even a, not even a second round player this year. Maybe, probably he's going to go in the second round. But, um, yeah, so they, I think it, just switching your mind over to, to fantasy as opposed to real life is, points, points leagues allows you to do that. That's true. Well, I think. And I think you get a lot of, every year you get more and more people who kind of like fall into it. They're uh, either doing well in their fantasy football league or more likely not doing that well in fantasy football. And they're like, yeah, let's play fantasy basketball. And um, giving someone like Auction League, uh, Nine Cat, Roto, right out the gate, I think scares a lot of people off or potentially just is like, holy shit, what am I doing? I guess I my rosters every day. This is very different. And, you know, either weekly points leagues or best ball leagues do kind of bridge that gap to be like, oh, okay, like, no, I get this. Like, I can understand this. Um, and if it's fun, then it's fun. Like, that's really all oh. you should be looking at. What's not fun is picking most of these guys <laughs> here past 90. Oh. Yeah, what what are, oh yeah, we're at ninety, okay. Um oh. it's it really weird after this. Yeah, there's sort of a, a period here where it's really hard. I think once you get down past one twenty, it actually becomes a bit easier. Um It's a little more fun because you're like sort of taking that... shots on people. Yeah, I, I think here I mean you you are taking shots here as well, but um Sort of the sort of in that in between phase of taking risks, but also wanting to. You still need to make sure that you you're going somewhat safe because um, you are still filling out your your main roster. Yeah, still a lot um, of roster spots to fill up. I want decent minutes yes, per game. Nice. Someone actually playing. Yep, Montrezl will play, and he will be good. Yeah, in, even in limited minutes, he'll be he'll be very good. Yeah, and again, he's a, much like RJ Barrett. He he'll score points. Um, he'll get a few rebounds. He'll he'll get the odd block here or there. So, um, at least until Thomas Bryant's back, he's going to be on the court. Uh, e, e. Malcolm took uh, Wiggins at eighty-two. Eh? I don't know. I think I would wait at this point. Yeah, I mean per game, it's fine. Again, it's going to come down to that vaccination. Why? Why? Why are you taking Mike? Kano's killing me here. Taking all my players. 
Eno's in that league with duels. Uh, that's... They're, they're drafting next to each other. They, uh, I would say they, they might be taking <laughs> each other's picks. Yeah, he's named me a few times. Not so look, happy. a really good, good example here of, of difference between points leagues and category leagues is, is McCall Bridges going at eighty nine in a points league. Yeah. Whereas in a category league, what well, he's probably a top fifty guy. I haven't really looked at his ADP, but um, fifty top forty sort of range for for McCall Bridges. So huge difference for him in value. Yeah, he's like one of those I'm above average across the board. So plug me in and play over and over and over again. I'm going to make everyone every your categories better. He's kind of like a old school Otto Porter when Otto Porter was like a top thirty player. Well, Otto mm. Porter wasn't great at anything, but he was really above average across the board. I feel like Mikel's a similar build. Yep. Yep. All right. Back to me. Uh oh. Well, back to you. Yeah. Bob Covington, Sadiq Bay. I kind of like that pick. I think Sadiq Bay's good. Yeah, I like Bay there. Um, Covington went at ninety-eight. It's fine. He's not a he's not a points league stud either. But I am also gonna run out of time. Um, okay, this game. Yeah, that's what I'm, this area. I don't like this area of the draft this season. From about eighty through to one twenty, it's it's hard to know who to pick, and then after one twenty, it's. I think I think you want to go with old boring guys like um, PJ Washington is boring, but he should be he should be on a team. Uh, Bogdanovich on Utah is boring, but he should be on a team. He does enough things. Yep. Uh, I I really wish I could figure out. I really wish I had some insight into what the Spurs are going to do with Thad Young. Because, yeah, yeah, because Thad Young at like thirty four minutes is like. A top seventy player with the steals. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep, steals and and last season his assist numbers went way up as well. So, yeah. um, okay, so it's me again. It baffles uh, me why the Bulls didn't uh, play him more in that spot because he was very effective. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not sure he would have added some really nice depth for them. Um, yeah, I don't so know I'm on the board. So pick 102. Ah, oh. I mean, if I knew Thad was going to play, I'd, this is where I'd take Thad Young. Yeah, um, but just don't know. Yeah, I think I'm only because just because it is a points league. Just I'm looking for, and this is like your utility and bench spot area. Mm. I'm just going to look for guys who are going to play. And then yep. drop them if there's better guys on the wire. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take uh, take Daniel Gafford there. I figure between him and Andres Harrell, I've got one good player. Yeah, you have one starting player. <laughs> yeah, I like Danny Gafford. Bench, so. Um. Especially in, around this spot, this area, maybe a little later in head to head Roto. Um, simply because I think he's going to come out like a lunatic at the beginning of the season. Uh, you're going to get a lot of quality blocks from him. If, you, if you're in a Roto league, that really does matter, getting those quality starts yep. and getting those blocks. And then, uh, worst case scenario, right? He's decent off the bench. 
And then best case scenario, you can trade him to some sucker who thinks that Gaffer's going to play 33 minutes the rest of the season. So Isaac's gone off the be- off the board there at 104. I think that's okay at 104. That's fair. This is a expendable pick, right? Yeah. Hopefully not. Like I, I really want him to play because yeah, very intriguing. But um, yeah, as we said, it's such an unknown at the moment. Yeah, it's a. I would almost. I would almost ask people if you were planning to draft, like you're saying, potentially in the next week or so, maybe postpone it if you can. If you're going to have a live draft and you're going to have like a great time, like don't postpone a good time for any reason. But um, maybe push, if you're doing an online draft, maybe push that back a couple weeks. Wait till the middle of preseason, see how this all pans out. Cause yeah, a- look, I, yeah, normally I don't. Like I mean, that's, uh, drafting closer to the season is always good, yeah. obviously, because you know as much as you're going to know. But um, yeah, I think this year it certainly makes a little bit more sense, um, at least until we get a ruling from the league on what their stand is going to be, or or if there is going to be one, or yeah. whether the league is just going to hand it off to the teams and say you make the call, or if there will be some sort of union action. Um, on behalf of, of the players, which that's how a union works, and I uh, think that's how they should operate. But um, I just, there's a very big difference between um, Kyrie can't play in New York or California versus Kyrie will not, like the NBA is saying, oh yeah, you will not be playing at all. So we, we the, yep. between what we know and what we couldn't know, there's a very large penalty in between. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that's the thing. I think we, nor I mean, you you come across situations all the time that are that are new, and we're not sure how this is going to play out. That sort of thing. For this one, it's there's such a such a range of. Um, of outcomes, it, as you said, it could be that a player misses, um, I don't know, fifteen games. If it just they can't play in this state, but but that's not their home state, so it just means they miss some road games up all the way up to you can't play at all. So um, missing ten, fifteen games to missing eighty games that that's a, <laughs> that's a, that's obviously that's a massive difference. So um, I think for for us over here at not too much of an issue because we can't even really have live drafts. Oh yeah, that's fair. At the moment, because of our because of our lockdown. So, I do. Uh, um, I do. Uh, sadly, uh, often forget that uh, Australia is still very very locked down. Yeah, we are. Yeah, no, not all the states, but but where I am, we are. Um, at least for another, looking like sort of another two to four weeks, and then they'll start to ease things. But then it will depend on. Um, and on those that are vaccinated will get yeah. certain freedoms and percentages and that sort of thing so oh, they should probably be doing some winter is uh, going to be interesting I think because uh, we have, obviously America has not been locking anything down lately and um, mm. winter could be interesting and um, I hope it's not that interesting yeah no well I hope I, I can still go to an NBA game yeah, 
Yeah, and I hope so as well. I mean, obviously we can't go, but it's much more fun watching a game with fans fans there than than it was when they were in the bubble and that sort of thing. So, I mean, you do get used to it and just glad to have basketball on our screens. But, um, yeah, having the crowds and and that makes a, a huge difference and it must it must impact the players as well. It's got to have a huge impact on the players and their adrenaline and, and all of that. Oh yeah, I think so. I, even though that bubble, like I don't know, was that some that's some of the best performances I've seen out of individuals in any in any season was just during the bubble piece. Yeah, yeah, it was, and and I guess it impacts different players in different ways. But um, that was. Um... It was Jamal Murray and, and Donovan Mitchell who both sort of went toe to toe in the bubble there, and absolutely absurd. Um, yeah, it, it was. So obviously, it didn't bother them too much. And I mean, look, saying that they are professionals, so they need to be need to be able to adjust and, and play as well as they can, no matter the, the circumstances. So um, I would hope that, that that's the case for most players. The only, only exception was Lou Williams and the and his hot wings. <laughs> Though if you have hot wings named after you, I mean, I, I kind of don't blame them to be honest. Oh, no. Well, we're in oh. nearing the end of the draft, and I'm allegedly yeah, yeah, yeah. supposed to pick here. So let's uh, so let's go through the, let's go through these teams and see if um, see how you feel about them. Um, I'll let let's start with yours. Why not? How you feel about your team? Um, yeah, so I'll talk about my team. You're on the clock there. I know. So I I've got pick. um, I've I've pretty much filled out my roster uh, now. So my guards are Curry, Westbrook. Barrett and Jordan Poole I took with my last pick. That's good. Um, be happy with, with the guards there. I mean, as we said, I, I don't like RJ Barrett just in general, but in a points league, um, I'm pretty happy with getting him in, in sort of as a top 80 player. I don't think his upside is, is huge. He's not going to sort of have this breakout season or anything like that, but it's solid enough and we know he's going to play. So Jordan Poole will be, will be good to begin the season until Clay's back. Um, what would be well, just based on what we saw last year, and then I think even once once Clay is back, he's going to get nights off, and they're going to ease him in. And so I think Paul, Paul could still have value even beyond that point. Um, my forwards uh, went with Brandon Ingram, Kevin Porter Jr., Haywood, and and Gafford. You went Porter uh, early. Yeah, I took Porter at fifty four there. So I think with I think that's where he's sort of going in the top. 60 top 50 even in even in category leagues um the the news that john wall isn't going to be playing so i think he's he's going to be the starting guard probably oh, there and and assists are just really valuable um in category leagues and and he'll probably be sort of close to maybe eight seven eight assists a game which yeah, is so. right up there with yeah. when he came out saying that he's gonna he's shooting for tennis a game on media day so well Better if that doesn't get you excited. I don't know. Well, um, so I'm back on the clock here. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll talk about my team, then we can talk about the rest of these teams. Uh, yeah. I went uh, Harden and Bam right off the back. Um, I tried to lock down my bigs. Bam across the board, center. Um, 
can slide him over to center, Rudy Gobert holding down the blocks, the rebounds. Uh, not a big points guy, but a points like league player because of all the absurd blocks um, and rebounds, which all count extra. Um, and then uh, I really, I think my guards are old school uh, Raptors, Demar and Kyrie, and I think they're Kyrie, Kyle Lowry. I think they're perfectly fine. Like they're going to do stuff across the board. They're going to get rebounds and assists, both of them plenty. Um, and they'll score um, 15 to 20 a game, uh, depending on where they end up. Uh, I took a little risk with Kimba Walker, but also if Kimba Walker is healthy and when he's healthy, that's a, also a guy who can score, put up a ton of points, hit a lot of threes, and get you assists. Um, I got Tobias and Norman Powell as uh, two of my kind of early round forwards. Also kind of boring across the board players, but good across the board players. Same with uh, Bogdanovich in Utah. Uh, they score. They do other things that give you some points. And most importantly, they're scoring. And that's going to give you quite a bit of points per game. Um, I liked my Malik Beasley pick because, once again, also a scorer. And I hate that I picked Larry Marketed, but um, I got really I scared. Larry something's going to happen. Something's got to give in Cleveland, right? Something yeah, I to. think so. And I mean, they paid him money, so um, I, yeah. I would take him over Kevin Love. Certainly. Uh, just how quickly... Well, I, I don't know. They're going to have to do something with him, so maybe they will. Hmm. And Larry Markin has been top 100 player. Even playing like 28, 29 minutes, he, if he's playing well, he can be a standardly relevant player. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, he's not going to get you a lot on the defensive end, but um, yeah, he could he could very easily get you 15, 16 points and seven rebounds, and straight away that's what 20, 26, 27 fantasy points, um, which for around this this area in the draft is fine. Oh yeah, end of the draft, I think perfectly fine. I don't remember how many rounds I put in this. I think it was twelve. 12, uh, 14, I think, oh, actually. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> uh, so I've just at... changed the picks to 60 seconds, maybe, once Ooh. we get past the 12th round. Yeah, that's a great idea. Let people know. <laughs> nah, they can figure it out. I'm sure a few of them are watching, but those, those that aren't... Um... Uh, they can figure it out. Yeah, well, yeah, it'll only take them one pick to figure it out. <laughs> That happened very quick. Let's look at uh, Chicago's team. Uh, I like... I like what they did with their guards. I think Jaylen, yep. shifting Jalen Brown down to a guard is is, is, is really nice. Derek White's going to have a fun year. Devontae Graham is actually, I feel like, being overlooked a lot. Yeah, I think so. I think I think he's... Um, yeah, he's, in, he's in a nice spot, I think, in, in New Orleans. So... Uh, yeah, I like him. I've actually grabbed him in a couple of leagues um, because he he'll give you assists late in a draft, which is which is really rare. So he's a nice guy to target there. Um, then he's he's forwards. Uh, so I mean, I guess Alan Brown and and Bogdan Bogdanovich are, are interchangeable there. Um, yeah. Forwards and guards. Um, so yeah, I like. He's got. Tim Hardaway. Hardaway, I'm not sure on this year. I haven't drafted him anywhere. Um, 
I'm not sure about him in most mm. leagues. In a points league, maybe. At Ma- points, I think he's okay. It looks like you only did 12 rounds. So there you go. We're almost oh, done. Okay, cool. I thought I, I thought I got smart after the last one was like two hours. And um, I think I accidentally did like 14 or 15. There was a lot of people in there. So I was like, ah, that was a long <laughs> one. Let's look at Eagle Eye's team. I feel like it's it's one of those where it's, it's something's got to give, right? If you have really good guards, your forwards aren't going to be that great, and and vice versa. Dame and Fred Van Fleet are great shots here with Drew Holiday around. Um, not Drew Holiday, not as good of a points league type of player, but still probably top fifty. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's pretty solid. Taking a shot uh, on Kate Cunningham. I don't mind that. Um, sorry, six, I'm making my pick now. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, Miles Turner, a lot of blocks. Hopefully he keeps that up. I don't know how I feel about Miles Turner. That ex- once again, something also has to give in Indiana. I don't know how they're going to continue to run that team the way they currently are. Uh, I like Jalen Green with a seven-round pick because he's going to. They're going to let him shoot. M Fournier at one fourteen, also under Tom Thibodeau. A lot of minutes, yes, sir. Um, Kelly Olenek, also, I like Kelly Olenek. I've I've drafted a lot of Kelly Olenek this year. Uh, okay, let me jump in and have a look where you're looking now. Um, okay, yeah, so yeah, Olenek, yeah, Olenek's um, around a hundred. I think that's where he's going in in category leagues too, um, from what I've seen. Around pick a hundred and. Not exactly sure what his role is going to look like in Detroit, but I think given they're, they're so young, they're going to want him on the floor as a bit of a veteran, um, the young guys. So, um, I don't know, pretty safe, I think, thinking that he's going to play 26 to 28 minutes, do you think? I would say maybe a little more by the end of yep, the year. Maybe, yeah. Closer to 30? Yeah, yep. uh, I, I think 26 to 28 is a pretty safe floor. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, I mean, we, we've seen him be a little bit inconsistent in the past when he was with Miami. Um, he was sort of one of those players who was on and off waiver-wise quite a bit. Um, but we saw in, in Houston last year, once he was given a little bit more freedom on a team that sort of weren't, I guess, weren't as focused short term on making playoffs like Miami were mm-hmm. um, and so he's in a, a similar situation in terms of where the team is at in Detroit to where he was in Houston so hopefully that freedom will be there and, and yeah he, he can he can stay healthy and which he generally does he doesn't he doesn't have a lot of sort is of a, a littered injury history or anything like that so nah. top 100 I think he's good uh, yeah if he's playing a lot of minutes because he's like just like a good basketball player. So it's like, why not have him on the court if you try to win games? Maybe they won't be trying to win games. That may be the, the one f- fallacy in that logic. Uh, Ferris here. I th- uh, start with Zion. So a little little touchy at the beginning with that foot. Um, and a lot of guys like who are good in points league. So Ja, D'Angelo, Anthony Edwards. But I feel like he was getting those players like at their max 
value instead of where like maybe if they if they if you shifted all those guys down around i'd be like oh yeah this is some some good good picks here yeah 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 no i i agree there that's it's probably about where they are and, and i mean look in in a league where you managers know what they're doing and, and everyone's on the ball then guys often aren't going to fall to you where you would like to get them and so you do need to reach up to their ceiling to get them but um zion i mean if zion plays he, he's he's fine there uh, yeah and Vucevic is great there. much the same we know we know that he's very solid very consistent um edwards is been a bit of a hype guy so far anthony edwards uh, he's he's sort of going around again around this area in even in category leagues. Yeah, sort of around the, I the like 40, much 50 mark more in this points league than I do in a categories league at that at that spot. Yeah, yeah, at that spot I do. Um, you know, and I think you know who I don't like is Keldon Johnson. I'm not in on Keldon Johnson this year. I'm just not. I don't think he's a. I don't even think he's a top 100 player. I I, I yeah, don't. I don't know where I'm he not, improves. I'm not right. Sure. Like, I don't know how much he points improves. Points leagues, I think he's okay. Yeah. Menace will be there for points leagues, but, like, yeah. he's... I don't even know if and he's I mean, top part of his points league. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe not. He he could be, and, and I think part of it probably comes down to what they do with Thad here as well. Um, yes. Thad Young's there, then we they'll be sort of fighting for minutes at that spot. If Thad's not there, then it's a little bit more of a pathway to minutes so hey, wait and see let's let's run through these max rebo solid guards we talked about the Kyrie thing solid forwards but not a lot of scoring there so you're gonna get try to get a lot of ancillary points with your steals from like robert covington uh, pj washington yep. might be a, a little bit early for me in a points league but Jokic is Jokic. Jokic is, is fine. Um, Chris Paul, I'm not sure what to make of him this season, but I mean, getting him at 47 is is absolutely fine. Uh, and Drummond, Drummond's another one. I mean, I'm actually surprised that he isn't going because I mean, I've seen him in, just in standard category leagues not being drafted, which I, I'm surprised because he we know what he can do. Like in in 20 minutes, he could. He could be pretty good. I mean, in terms of production, I'm not saying he's a good on-court player, but no. um, and given that he's backing up Embiid, and everyone is sort of saying, well, Embiid's going to miss 15, 20 games, is potentially 15, 20 games where Drummond starts, yeah, um, and puts up top top 40 numbers, top 30 if, numbers. So, if he can still do it, yeah, like, yeah. And yeah. in limited minutes, right? Like stats are stats, um, blocks and rebounds are blocks yeah, and that's rebounds. Right. Plug, yeah, yeah. plug and I mean, play. He, he's, I mean, what, when he was, he's almost, I guess if you wanted to come up with some sort of a formula, he's probably a rebound every every two minutes based on his career. If he's playing 18 minutes, he's going to get you nine, ten rebounds a night. Um, and due to his size and presence, he's going to get you six to eight points and, and a block and a steal. So... I could see his production. I could see that. I think they have to use him, right? And then if there's any injuries, mm. that makes a lot of sense. Let's go to Styles of Beyond. 
I actually kind of like what Styles of Beyond did at the end of this draft. Mitchell Robinson, Josh Giddy, Jalen Suggs. Uh, Darius Garland is uh, another one of my favorites uh, that I've seemed to not be able to get anymore because everybody else is, uh, likes him as well. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is my biggest question on this team. Yeah, it's. I think it's about. It's not too bad for a points league. Maybe it's a fraction high, but again, if you want him, you've got to take him. Um, and I mean, yeah, category leagues, no way, not not in this range. But in a points league, and especially if Beal, I mean, if word comes out that Beal isn't going to play or he's going to miss games or whatever yeah. it is, then Dinwiddie could score 25 a game. That's much more interesting. I would actually very, very pay attention to what's happening with Beal because of Dinwiddie's potential. Um I guess value if he's out. Mm. I just don't. I think a lot of people remember super hot Spencer Dinwiddie playing point guard before prior to the injuries, and I he'll be fine in a points league. I think agent agent LOL out here is, is claiming that he will be fine in points league. I I agree. He'll be good in a points league, but I don't think he's that type of player anymore. He's not that old school pre injury player. I don't know if he can sustain. The, the numbers that we saw when he was at the top of his fantasy game. No. No, look, I mean, it's it's a few years now since he since he was putting up those numbers, so so he is a bit older, um, coming off serious injuries. So, yeah, he's not going to be what he was, but um, he's the point guard, so as we've said, points and assists, pretty key. You need to get them early, and so he's another guy that you can, um, a little bit like, um, um, what were we talking about before? What's his name? Um, Devontae Graham. So sort of a a guard you can get a little bit later in drafts, but who will get you points and assists. Yeah, and he's very nice because you don't have to worry about the, in the points league, you don't have to worry about the percentages or anything like that. All right, I'm going to give you the opportunity to rip into duels team. Ah, all right, where are we, duels? Okay, so... Cat uh, first is fine. Um, I, I actually think Cat will have a good year. Cat's going to have a great year. Um, this year, so top five is is, is absolutely fine. Uh, Anthony Davis, we sort of touched on that a little bit with, he, with his next pick. Um, per game, absolutely fine. And you just hope that he plays 65, 68 games. And, and as, as you said, the, the floor probably for games played at the moment is... 70 yeah 72 so i'd say you get a nice season out of somebody if you get 72 games yep Yep. so look i mean anthony davis there that's that's fine mitchell uh donovan mitchell is he's good in points leagues great Um, 30 player in in probably all formats pretty much um dj mccollum again that's that's about right in a points league in a category league i'd go about a round lower if i could but uh Aaron Jackson's an interesting one. I get lots of questions about him um, this season, coming off injuries. and uh, But I actually think Memphis were, were overly cautious with him last year. Um, I think they probably could have brought him back sooner than they did. But uh, So I think he'll be fine. I, um, I, I, do, I think he'll have a very solid season. I think if you are getting him outside of the uh, top 50, cheers. Like, good. Like, that's a good pick. He could be easily a top fifty player if he's if everything yeah, and I think with meshes right. I was I was on a, a um, not so much a with Alan Strokey 
on on okay. hoop ball yesterday, and we talked yeah. about Jaron Jackson a little bit. And I think now that Valanciunas is gone, uh, obviously Adam Stephen Adams is there, but he's not part of their future. So no. Adams will play, but I think the idea is potentially that they want to get Jaron Jackson more minutes at center, um, which which is going to help his block numbers and. Uh, and I'm hoping has a flow-on effect to help Brandon Clark because I was really high on him last season and he let me down. And he, <laughs> it was there, almost embarrassing how bad he was. I know. There's so much glut there, though. I just I don't know what else could have been done um, yeah. to free, oh, yeah, free up minutes minute. for him. Yeah. You don't, and, and Kyle Anderson, I mean, you sort of didn't see that coming last season. He He sort of had a bit of upside couple of years before that and then didn't do anything with it so people gave up on him and, and then he yeah, finally absolutely. put it together last season so yeah, absolutely great maybe season. yeah maybe this year it, it flips and, and anderson starts and he's terrible and they end up going with brandon clark i can hope for that but we'll see um Isaiah stewart went uh next then kyle anderson both they're, they're fine there uh wendell carter is an interesting one, both he and Mo Bumba. I don't think we know who's going to be sort of getting the bulk of the minutes. I think it's probably Carter at this point, but um, I like Bumba per game. I think he's got more upside. Carter's probably the safer. Dylan Brooks in a points league, this is great to get him there. Um, then he actually took Mo Bumba, so he sort of adopted my um, Washington strategy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Not the I worst like that play, thing in the world, right? Wendell Carter, like, is good. Uh, you know, he's he, he's going to play the minutes, right? And if he's just not what they're looking for, or it turns out he's not good, which I, I, I don't think he's not good. I think he's a pretty good basketball player. Then Mo Bama comes in and gets you weird stuff off your bench at pick 125. Great. That's fine. Uh, and then Tyrese Maxey, who we touched on earlier. Um absolutely fine there because if Simmons doesn't play and Maxi plays 26 minutes a game um, and I think I think they like Maxi over Shake Milton as sort of an option there at guard so I would I would be yeah, be happy with Maxi at 140 I think there's upside there for sure yeah I think so let's let's do Malcolm um, I I think what Malcolm did was get a bunch of like pretty straightforward like picks here like i just taking this glance at his team what i can't get behind is the andrew wiggins pick at 82 even though like it's down at 82 i don't think i can get behind him um same with john wall i don't i don't know what what was going on there but everything else is very kind of by the book here i know it doesn't look like there's any chances taken uh, or any really like super adjustments for points leagues. Uh, the LeBron James in that fifteen actually is kind of for a points league is pretty good. Yeah, they're all yeah fairly safe picks there. The Wiggins one, as you said, is yeah maybe questionable. I think per game that's okay, but we just don't. And I mean, he's got Beal there as well, so two players who are potentially going to miss games. Yeah. Um, Due to not being vaccinated, but it's a mock draft as well. So, yeah, whatever. Um, it's a risky. And, and John might... Wall. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. yeah. John Wall. I mean, I, you go for upside here. I mean, he's a he can be a top eighty player in points leagues, but 
we don't even know if he's going to play or who he's going to play for or so a lot of a lot of unknowns on on this team i think with Beal, lebron yeah Higgins, john wall they're all sort of players how much are they going to play who's um like who's coming for john wall like really the only team that can take him on is okay city right and i don't know why they would yeah i i don't know why they would either it's um, a huge contract yeah i don't i don't know um it's you you would figure he'll end up somewhere um and and houston won't want to be paying him out if they don't have to because it's yeah. a lot of money but um maybe it comes to that at some point i don't know but yeah it's, i i wouldn't be drafting him i think i took him with my last pick in a deep draft so yeah, maybe not? in one of my best ball leagues so yeah that wouldn't be too bad i'm out on, i'm out on, out i'm out on kelly Oubre this year i'm not going to be drafting him yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. He, he's that one good season he had in in Phoenix was sort of looking like a, an outlier from what we saw last season and what we'd seen in Washington previous. So, um, yeah, maybe a change of pace yeah, helps him out a little bit, maybe, but it's still a huge glut there. Yeah, yeah, it is. The, the I think he still plays, sort of. I don't know, meaningful minutes. He'll be playing 24, 26, I would think. But um, I've seen him go undrafted in a lot of standard leagues so far. So he could he could be a pretty hot waiver wire guy to open the season if he comes out and, and starts on fire. So Yeah, that's so. true. He's not out of the question, I guess. Uh, let's go to Kano's team. Uh, you can never go wrong with Luca. Ben Simmons, obviously risky, but we'll see. Um, I like Draymond late. I like Miles Bridges a lot this year. I think Miles Bridges will be very good. That's why I don't. That's why I'm way out on Ubre. And like we were already talking about, Thad Young late in the draft, that could pan out. I like those chances. Yeah, um, Miles Bridges. I'm I'm actually pretty high on him as well this season. Um, and and I guess that almost links in a little bit to the Kelly Ubre discussion. Mm. Is which which way are they going to go there and, and they have got some um some options with whether they decide to play pj washington at center or i think i think Plumley probably starts at center uh and and does washington play as the backup or does he start at the four or does bridges start at the four so um i think watching preseason, some of these teams will be interesting to see if they what what their lineups look like um, opening lineups that's a big one uh, but the Charlotte. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, I like, I like his team. I like Randall there. It was good in points leagues. Oh yeah. Um, Randall's great in points leagues. Tyler Hero's good in points leagues too. Yeah. Yep. Hero. Yeah. As I said, he's, once you get past about pick 120, 125, then you can start Tyrese Maxey is a great pick there. Mo Bamba, Tyler Hero, um, who else went sort of late? Gary Trent is really nice late mm-hmm. in points leagues. Ter- Terrence Ross, as you said, if yeah, um, Isaac doesn't play. Going to be taking a lot of Terrence um, Rosses here. Yeah. Larry Markinen is good. It's always an interesting one. We don't exactly know where. it's a, That'll be another spot to watch. Um, the Clippers there is, does Bledsoe start or does Reggie Jackson start? Uh, or do they start them together? Or does Terrence Mann start? Yeah, well, a, a did they eat a, 
eat into each other's minutes. Mm. Hot hand, hot night. I don't know what's going to happen there. I'm currently uh, the Clippers are plus two ten to not make the playoffs. I don't know. I th- I'm you know put a little money on that, and if they end up in the play in in in, in the play in, you can hedge against it, I guess. But yeah, um, I I can see a world where the Clippers don't make the playoffs this year. Oh look, yeah, for sure. Um, especially if I mean Paul George is no stranger to injury. No. Um, and and shoulder injuries can be tricky because basketball is all sh- what's well, all shoulders and knees. Yeah. So yeah wouldn't it wouldn't take much for him to to sort of re-injure that shoulder um and and i think he's had i think he had some plantar fascia issues last season as well potentially i know there was a foot thing don't go away like they that never really goes away oh so look i mean if he misses 30 games or something then um without him and Kawhi, it's not it's not like they're loaded with talent Behind them, I mean, you've got Nick Batum isn't going to go out and score 30 a night. <laughs> nope, definitely not. So someone's going to have to score on that team anyway, and I don't. I actually don't really know how they're going to get all their scoring each night. It's going to be a lot of Paul George. And they're going to, one, have to hope he stays healthy, and then, two, hope Kawhi comes back at the end of the year to get them across the finish line. Will they be in a position to get across the finish line by the end of the year? With the play-in, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is hard to know. I mean, we don't really know when Kawhi's coming back. They haven't haven't put a time frame on it, but you would think given... They'll probably... I would say they'll they'll reassess at points in the season and oh, see yeah. where the team is sitting. And if, if Paul George has missed games and they're sitting down in the sort of 10th spot or something, and maybe they'll go, well, let's just... Let's just redshirt Kawhi for this season and make sure he's fit for next season. Yeah, they might just let it slide out, especially if, yeah, like you're saying, Paul George isn't 100% either. Let's take a look at uh, Team Swish. Oh, there's, there's a lot of, um, well, a lot of OK City, more OK City people than normal on a team. Um, I I don't know if I love this team. I'm, I'm trying to look for... Uh, Kano, thank you for the follow. You got you unlocked the Scotty Pippen dunking all over Patrick Ewing, one of the greatest clips and greatest dunks of all time. Um, thank you for the follow. Um, yes, the uh, like Lamelo, obviously great. Shea, great. Uh, everybody else on this team, other than Giannis, I don't. I I don't know if I, I don't think I like this team. Sorry, Swish. Uh, yeah. I don't mind Rosie is okay there um, in a points league. Yeah. Robert Williams, maybe. Um, We still don't know who's starting in uh, in Boston there. So, I mean, he's a lot better in category leagues than points leagues. Mm -hmm. Um, Kyle Kuzma's better in points leagues, but then again, you get him at 120 is fine. But, you know, Sadiq Bey followed by Kyle Kuzma... Karis LeVert in the fourth round, good in points leagues, but I don't know if he's that good in points leagues. Uh, I think Kuzma and Kuzma. I know I took. I think I took Hachimura with my last pick. Where's my team? Yeah, I took Hachimura with my last pick, but he's out at the moment due to personal reasons. We don't know what they are. Um, so, 
if he misses time or he's out to start the season, then Kuzma would start, you would think. Yeah. So could be okay. Yeah, and, and we know Kuzma's Kuzma's not afraid to shoot. We know that. So never, not once. Um, let's follow final team, Team Wamba. Um, a team. Oh, I kind of like this team. Uh, Durant and Porter as your main forwards, Levine and Lonzo. Shout out to the Chicago Bulls as your main guards. Um, and then Mikel Bridges, much later, but like kind of across the board, like, I don't know, in the eighth round, that's that's okay. Um, might be giving him a little bit too much credit in the points league for, for, for my eye. Taking the the chance on Johnny Isaac, Rashard Holmes is going to be pretty good, I think, even in a points league. Eric Bledsoe I don't like, but whatever, it's the, your last pick. Yeah, Bledsoe's, yeah, maybe he starts and, and can, and some of his form from two years ago. Canter, I'm not sure about Canter there. Um, wouldn't have thought he'd be playing every night, but 20, knows. 20 minutes from Canter is a lot of points and rebounds. Is yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, look, if, if he's on the court, um, but I, I just sort of figure if he's on the court, if they're going to. If they're going to go with with Robert Williams starting and and Al Horford um, as the backup, um, yeah. Did, or, or I mean, we don't know again what they're going to do, what their lineup's going to look like. So maybe Canner does play backup and plays twenty minutes a game, and then that's a good pick because he'll get you he'll get you ten and ten, twelve and twelve um, most nights. Um, and Boucher, yeah, Chris Boucher is another one. I think people are a little bit. Um, divided on him and, yeah. and where to be targeting him this season. So I don't uh, know how high are you on him. I was a big fan of him last season. Um, picked him up kind of early, wrote a lot of his really good games, and then wrote him into the later half of the season where there were less really good games. And I'm with how the Raptors ended up last season, the way they were playing, what they were trying to do with the team, and he still didn't play heavy minutes down the stretch that alone worries me for this season he's obviously per minutes really really nice even not just in blocks but uh, all the way across the board pretty nice talent definitely you know someone you should be taking um probably in your top 80 but i people are taking him much closer to 50 than i care for and unless you really need a blocks like i'm not i'm cautious simply because I've seen this happen before. Like I think every single year, there's a guy who's like, "Man, if this guy just played 33 minutes a game, he would be like a top 30 player." And then that guy never plays 30 minutes a game for the, his entire career. He never gets the five blocks a, a game you think he's gonna get in per, uh, the 30 per 36. So uh, I hope it's not a case of like the per 36 darling that just like gets overlooked. Um, but I I worried that the fact that he didn't play more minutes last season translates to the same amount of minutes this season, which makes him kind of a mediocre standard league player. Yeah, he's. I had him on a couple of my teams last year, and um, it's, it's almost like they're not sure what to do with him. They don't know where he fits. Yeah. Um, he sort of profiles a little bit more like a center, but it seems like they want to play him at power forward. Yeah, I'm not sure he so can guard I guess, too many centers. Yeah, I, I guess not having Siakam there for the start of the season probably works in his favour a little bit. Um, and Ken Birch is, is good, but he's not 
it's not sort of a, a game changer. Mm. So I think there is still some scope there for him. But yeah, I, I, um, and as you said, you you see these players every season who who come out and and they're incredible in 18 minutes a game, and you go, well, give him 28 minutes and he's going to be insane. But we also see more often than not that once those players do get more minutes, the, their production scales down quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Um, either they play more so they're either you know a little more tired they're playing against better talent um sometimes they can't stay on the court because and those block shots end up start going down like mitchell robinson uh there's too many question marks there but probably beginning of the season like you're saying he's the the playing time will be there if he if he starts out very hot i would move i would move him pretty quickly i think that's it yeah um I would uh, thank you. Like I, I don't know. thank you for joining me. This was a lot of fun. Uh, we never do points leagues. I never do points leagues. So I think it was a, a very good excuse. And you joined us on the the last one with uh, with Kyle. So if those th- that video is up there. This video is going to be up there for until the internet is dead. So it'll be up there forever. And um, tell let's uh, plug all your stuff. Let's plug Hoopball. Hoopball's a great site. It's been a long a long running site. Uh, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, what do you got going on at Hoopball? Uh, yeah, look, I mean, I guess much like like everyone at the moment, we're sort of pumping in our draft guide uh, content, which is always getting updated. Um, it's getting ready for for preseason games to start uh, next week, which will be good. Um, the, our YouTube channel is uh, sort of ramping up as well, so we've got Alan Srokey, um taking care of that and and, and he's he's putting out a lot of content on our youtube channel so that's worth subscribing to as well i know i did a podcast video with him yesterday on head-to-head strategy and then he's got uh he's talking with dan uh, vespers on roto strategy as well this week um yeah other than that just follow on twitter at adam king 91 uh and all of us we're all on twitter putting things out there all the time to keep people engaged um and our our discord we've got a, a premium discord channel as well for for subscribers and and that's starting to pick up as well everyone's switching their minds back into fantasy mode i think so we're getting lots of questions and, and lots of people coming in there yeah I, f- I feel like i'm ahead of the game already because like usually i'm playing catch up to like i don't know get rankings out there do mock drafts get something out there so people uh, when they get to this point in the season there, there's something for them to consume. Um, I feel like I'm a little ahead of the game. Hoopball's always ahead of the game. Uh, there's re- great content there. I'm putting the link in the chat and at Adam King 91 on Twitter. Go follow Adam. Why are you not following Adam? Go follow Adam. Um, thanks, Adam. I really appreciate this. Uh, this is, I think we're going to be doing probably another one. There was a request to do an auction draft. I don't know if you'd be interested in that, but those are always those are hard to find. Like a, a good every auction draft is different it's hard to like it's hard to like really do a mock of an auction draft because every single market is going to be different depending on who's playing yeah and i'm i'm actually not in any auction leagues as well so mm. if i did an auction mock, um you could probably treat me as, <laughs> as sort of a, a newbie because i've never actually even done an auction oh we're, then we're gonna have to do one for certain then That'll be a lot of fun. So my team my team could be, yeah, a little bit wild and wacky, but it's fine for a mock draft. It's uh, I've never seen the same auction twice. Um, 
in all the auction leagues I've ever been in, the mar- it's it's one of those you go in, you're kind of prepared, and then the market sets the price for what a guy costs, and that's that. And you either end up overpaying for some mediocre player or overpaying for some good player. And it's usually usually how it ends. But I I I really love. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised not hearing an auction draft. Auction drafts are a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it's just because uh, when I first started playing fantasy, my mates were just doing standard head-to-heads, um, and I, I was just with them. And, and I think the le- the leagues I joined were were similar because I was familiar with that, um, and then went into roto and points. And yeah, I've just it's never been something that's that's come up. But it, I do I do like the the nuances in it because I have got a couple of friends who are in auction drafts and. Um, they're often asking me questions and, and I can tell them about rankings and stuff like that, but they talk about price and what is this guy worth and and I can't. So, it, yeah, look, if, if you want to do a, an auction mock, then uh, sign me up. All right. I think we're going to have to do that. Um, yeah, there is no advice. Like, when it comes to how much is this guy worth, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, de- depends on, like, a billion factors, which is kind of the fun of the auction draft, so yeah, I'll, I'll uh, we'll run that one back. I mean, we're trying to do one, mo- at least one mock draft on Twitch a week. Um, that was my promise uh, on the podcast, and I've kept to it, which is usually what I, the opposite of what all my promises end up being. So I'm glad you uh, are p- pushing me into doing more uh, mock drafts on here uh, with the points league, and we'll get an auction draft. Uh, hopefully, if you're out there watching this. Find me at Watch the Boxes on Twitter, or find Adam at Adam King ninety one. Tell us that you want to be in that auction draft. Um, we'll get you in it. Like that's it's as simple as that. Yeah, no, we can do that. I mean, it looks like there's some people already putting comments on there that they'd be interested. So yeah, let's do it. Hit us up. Um, beautiful. Thank you for joining us uh, on Twitch. I'm glad this little experiment is working. Uh, that you are able to come in here, ask us questions, hang out with us. Watch us fumble through uh, missing our picks in the mock draft. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, there we're back. Um, And I think that's it. Thanks, everybody. And we will um, catch you on the next mock draft. Cheers. Cheers.